2: All right, here we go. Uh, I hate to use the hyperbole, but a very special (laughs) all-city crossover event, DNVR Avalanche, and we are so happy to be joined uh, by our good friends over uh, from ZHGO Blackhawks. I'm Jesse Montano with Megan Angley here for the DNVR Avalanche side of this. And again, fresh, fresh from the airport. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Jay, and I forgot already how to pronounce it. I'm going to butch it. Just (laughs) call me Jay-Z. jay Perfect, Jay Z. Oh, uh, we got Greg Boyson and Mario Tribiasi here joining us. Uh, how was the flight, guys? How's the trip in today? It was good. It was good. Yeah, smooth, yeah. you know. You
1: seeing the mountains coming in, all that good stuff. Yeah. It was, it was lovely. Yeah, real, real easy trip. Nice Airbnb. We're happy to be here in the DNVR Sports Bar. And for those at CHGO that don't know, like this is kind of the plan yeah. as the years and months go by in Chicago to have a sports bar to have all the cool stuff that you guys have here. So. It's really nice to see the fully realized vision of the company here, and uh, it's awesome. We're
3: excited
1: for hockey.
3: (laughs) It was really great of you guys to show us what a Stanley Cup celebration looks like in the bar so we can prepare for it (laughs) in the the next maybe decade, maybe. Exactly, yeah.
2: Yeah. And and that's where we'll start. We'll get there uh, here in a minute. Uh, with yeah, you know this it's it's a it's a pendulum that swings, right? Uh, but no, seriously, we are really excited to have you guys here. This is actually the first crossover event that we have done here in the bar since the remodel. We were closed there for about two
0: three months, uh, so you guys you guys are getting to to break it in a bit here. Awesome, we're the guinea pigs. We did the first ever crossover with the PHNX crew uh, last week, <laughs> Yeah, now here, saw it. so it's like, hey, you know. Throw the Blackhawk guys out there. Anytime we
2: want to try something out, say, like, yeah, just get the Blackhawks guys yeah. there. If they
0: don't screw it up, it's good for everybody. <laughs> <Yeah. Yep.
2: laughs> the season's going to be rough. we got to give them something. That's right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> appreciate it. But, uh, yeah, no, the, the drive from the airport, just about as long as the flight, so I'm glad you guys <laughs> made it. Yeah, and, not uh, too bad. <laughs> and we're good to go. No, so we'll have people in the building all day tomorrow from from both of our groups uh, megan and i will be there here for for the DNBR avalanche crew and all three uh jay greg and mario will be there for morning skate uh for the blackhawks uh so if you guys are chio blackhawks folks make sure you are following along with everything they're doing because they will be there in in mass to make sure that you guys are fully caught up on everything you're doing and same with us for DNBR. but let's get a little bit into this right let's let's kick this off and and i just alluded to it a bit and we talked you know before we got going Turn the calendar back six years, and these roles are almost identically reversed, right? The Chicago Blackhawks mm, yeah. are in the heart of, look, let's face it, the closest thing the NHL has seen to a dynasty in probably since, what, the 70s, 80s. And the Avs were full speed ahead to a 48-point season. So I just want to know from your guys' perspective, having been there at the top, you know, the Blackhawks were the cream of the crop for so many years. What has the perspective been like You know, coming off of that and and seeing a team fully kind of enter that rebuild. Well,
1: the thing that I think we all want to communicate to you guys is enjoy this. (laughs) Savor it. Because it feels like it's going to last forever. Yeah. But it's gone in the blink of an eye. Yeah. And, yeah, the Hawks were a great team for, you know, 10 years. They won, eh, maybe eight years. They won three Stanley Cups. Uh, Kane and Taves and Hosa and Keith and Seabrook and these guys that just became – you know, Chicagoland legends in a short amount of time, and now they're all gone, but Kane and Taves, both those guys will probably be gone this year. Yep. And you, we're almost at the point now where Hawks fans are kind of welcoming it because yeah. they're sort of saying, like, okay, like, we got to let go of the past. It's probably overdue. So while the Avalanche have what they have, and they're going to have it for a long time, enjoy it, savor it. You've got a generational defenseman. You've got. Yeah. The, the, you know nathan mckinney is one of the best players in the league yeah. uh it, it just enjoy it enjoy it enjoy it because it does not last forever
2: yeah no it's it's so funny because i was actually thinking about it on driving on the way down here you know thinking about the show and all that stuff and i was having that thought you see teams spend so long you know building right to get there to, to try to compete for a cup and obviously the avs got there but now you're no longer building it's cool how long can you stay here mm-hmm. and i think that's what was so impressive about what the hawks were able to do there for like you said eight to ten years depending on you know what, how you judge that window was that they were able to stay so relevant for so long and it seemed like you know, you're know, you listening off to some of the names there chicago had that effect on players that it feels a little bit like what the abs are having right now where you bring in an average player and suddenly they are you know top six they find that magic again the abs Devon Taves is an example of that he was considered a good top four defenseman, and you talk to anybody around the league right now, that's an elite top pairing, you know, uh, Norris caliber guy. Yeah. And the Blackhawks kind of had that magic for a while, so enjoy it is definitely the right way because it, it is amazing how quickly it kind of goes.
3: Yeah, it, I mean, you ha- you have to have the 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 right mixture of, of players to to kind of bring about getting the best out of out of each guy, and, and yeah. I think uh, those those Blackhawks teams. It just seemed like every player that was going to make a, a big difference hit at the right time, hit yeah. at the peak of their careers, and even the, even some of the role guys, like a guy like Marcus Kruger, outside of Chicago, did almost nothing. Yeah, yeah. and and no disrespect to him, but it was just like his role, he played it perfectly. Yeah. So, and the, and there's guys uh, with with the AVs that have done that, and and I think you know it, it's just the right mix of, of players on and off the ice. Uh, that that really brings out those you know some of those those guys that you don't expect to to have those yeah. kinds of impacts. You get them with the right pieces and at the right time of their career, and you just uh, you kind of just strike lightning with some of those guys.
2: The, the right mix, I think, is a great way of putting that. Megan and I have talked a lot about that just over this AB's training camp. That you know the, what's the, the Herb Brooks line? You're not looking for the best players, you're looking for the right ones, mm-hmm. and and it seems like. When you find that mix, it really doesn't matter. You know The Avs had a ton of injuries last year, and they just kept chugging along. They get into the playoffs. They lose their starting goalie for a a round. They lose Nazem Kadri for several games. And it just didn't seem to matter because they had that right mix, and the Blackhawks definitely had that.
1: I think part of it, too, is when you've got Jonathan Taves and Duncan Keith, two of your leaders, working their asses off (laughs) every shift, every offseason coming into camp ready to go. Duncan Keith is an absolute like machine. Yeah, when yeah, the yeah. lesser guys in a team see the, the highest paid players in a team putting forth that sort of effort, they look at each other and say, well, I, I, I don't want to let these guys down. Right. I don't want to be the one that fails the list of guys that i rattled off a few minutes ago right, right. like who wants to look Marion Hose host in the eye and disappoint them you know right. like, it's like it's like yeah. letting down your parents right right you know <laughs> and and you got joel Quinville there too and, and the whole mix at the time yeah it would there was pressure to beat to all these you know bottom six blackhawks felt that pressure to elevate their games to just be part of it yep. and they knew they were part of something special and and like you said you're having a similar experience here in colorado with uh, with the avalanche and uh, I think the Avs are going to be the next the next dynasty. I think another cup is I don't want to say assured, but it feels like it's Colorado and everybody else mm-hmm. in the league to me at this point. I agree. With Even you. with the losses right. that they had this year. Yep. Yeah. I'm with
2: you. Maybe were you going to say something? Well, I
4: certainly hope so we talked <laughs> about the mix of guys and it doesn't come at the expense of nothing and there were sacrifices that the Avs made for their future in the hopes of building something that will be lasting for the few years to come. And that's seen in losing assets like Justin Barron and Drew Hellison. And I think that Chicago can probably relate to looking at development more closely and striking a balance between prospects and players that need to develop like a Dylan Sakura and (laughs) the AVS have been in a similar place where some of the greatest criticisms that they face right now is what's happening with the development of young prospects, but it's because they're looking to find the right pieces at the right time at the deadline and guys like Cagliano, Helm, well, not at the deadline, (laughs) (laughs) players like that, that are external options that have been external solutions.
0: Yeah. We gave up a lot of first round picks, a lot of prospects to get, you know, bring back Andrew Ladd or right. or get that that sixth defenseman that you need that last guy Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. We've d- so we've been there and and that has been the biggest uh, criticism of the Hawks forever is lack of development no right. patience um, but the new regime under Kyle Davidson has been very impressive in yeah. the hey we're taking our time uh, case in point, Lucas Reichel, our top offensive prospect. He starts the season in the AHL. will so say got
2: got reassigned, right? Yeah. So yeah,
0: I mean, uh, there's. I think there's a lot of reasons for that. Um, but uh, patience is 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 a great thing as opposed to now. You, we we. In the CHGO offices, we, <laughs> we no longer can say the yeah, name. We're not in the yep, studio. Yep. So. I, I, I saw that on,
2: on, the, on the PHNX crossover yes. that there's a...
0: It, we, he, we, we gave him the Voldemort treatment. Yep. He's, he <laughs> shall not be named. <laughs> Basically, we were tired of everybody saying, still complaining about him. He's not here anymore. Yep. Let's move on. Stop Let's saying forward, his yep. name. So I think with the Reichel stuff, it shows the development. And they probably also... They, they have put a lot of effort into making the Rockford Ice Hogs Calder Cup contender yeah they want their young players to learn how to win down there I think it's much better for Lucas Reichel to get confidence and win in Rockford than to get his teeth kicked in every night at the NHL level yeah right and that's what they're going with with their young players and that is like I know for you know when the first Hawks build up to the championship team you know, we gained a lot of new fans a new generation of fans in 2009, in yep. 2010. So they weren't there for 2005 and 2006 watching Duncan Keith look like he's never been on skates before. <laughs> and yeah. then all of a sudden becoming yeah. a Hall of Famer. Same with Brent Seabrook. Those first couple years were rough. But you guys can tell that new generation of hawks fans be you gotta be patient yeah. you exp- i mean look at you know even you look at mm-hmm. nathan mckinnon who everybody knew was going to be a superstar but it took him it wasn't overnight yeah. no it took a long time to get to that point where he's now you know he's top four player in the league yeah in my book yeah uh, you know you got mcdavid and him are probably one and two in my in my eyes yeah uh, and fourth? then, oh, by the way, number eight on the blue line is not yeah. too bad either, right? Yeah, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs>
2: Pretty, must,
1: must
3: be nice. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, and, and the other thing, and, and Greg sort of alluded to this too, with with the Hawks' last regime is had the prospects that he who shall not be named drafted, <laughs> like Adam Boquist and Kirby Doc and, the, and Henry Okaharu not been rushed to the NHL, right. they would have developed correctly, and now the Hawks probably wouldn't be in the situation they're in right now where they can reload. When you look at some of the teams that were – competing congruently with the blackhawks boston pittsburgh yeah uh, this is a great point you know, wow. they, they have remained no and there's a couple of reasons for that they've developed well they've also managed your cap well what sam bowman did was you are getting all the money you're getting all the term and you're getting a no movement clause right and you're getting all of this after you've achieved everything you've achieved so that's why the hawks got in a really bad situation so You've got Taves and Kane making ten and a half million dollars, and Brent Seabrook signs a what was it an eight year deal or mm-hmm. like for when the wheels were falling off? And when everybody everyone could knew see that it. you shouldn't be doing yes, that. Yes, yeah. exactly. And then the prospects you do have that look like NHLers play for a blink in the American Hockey League. Yeah. They come up, they struggle, and everyone says, "Well, these guys suck. Right. We got to get rid of them." <laughs> right. And 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 here they are. Right now, this is why the Hawks are where they are right now. The last, the the new regime looks at this thing and says. We need to scrap this immediately. Yeah. And the only people left, really, from last year's team that started the season Connor Murphy, Seth Jones, Jake McCabe, Kane, Taves, and am I missing anybody? Caleb. And Caleb Jones. That's it. That's it. Those are the only people left from last year's team.
2: So there's a couple things that you guys hit on there that I want to talk about. And one of it is something that uh, the abs head coach Jared Bednar, said to us yesterday. We were asking about Shane Bowers, one of the kids who. Again, we, you've just been waiting for him to kind of take that next step. He's still out there. Well, they waived him, reassigned him. And we were asking, you know, what what, it is that you, what is it that you're looking for out of him? Do you think he had a good enough t- camp? Could he play in the NHL? And he had such an interesting answer that fits hand-in-hand with what we're talking about. He said, could he play? Yeah, he could play. Is he ready to help us win? No. Yes, exactly. And he needs more time to, to get to that point. And once he's ready to help us win – that's when we want him in the lineup. We don't just want him here to play. Sure, he could play at the NHL level. It's not going to do him any good. It's not going to do us any good to say that he did it. We want him to be ready to help us win. And then the, the part about building a winning culture, we were just talking about that the other day with the Eagles. You have to remember, these AHL teams, they're hockey teams that are trying to win games too. Yeah. And you have to build that winning culture. And that's something that, for me, has been impressive about this Avs group over the last couple of years. Is that is the We are here to win. Nathan McKinnon is a fierce 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 competitor. He he is one of the most intense people I've ever met, talked to, seen. He is an intense guy, but it's because of what we were talking about earlier. If I'm here and if I'm Nathan McKinnon, and I can give 120% in this drill at practice. Well, Anton Bleed, you have no excuse not to. And Nathan McKinnon, I picked Anton Bleed's name cuz Nate McKinnon got after him a bit yesterday at practice. Hey. Uh, let's go. We're here to win. This is a championship culture and Again, the the Blackhawks aren't that that far removed from it, and that's how you stay at the top for so long. It starts in the minor league. It starts in the AHL with that culture and with that system and the buy-in and all that stuff. And it is just so interesting to see because I feel like everyone was trying to model the Blackhawks. The the Lightning were trying to model the Blackhawks. Then everyone's trying to model the Lightning, and it looks like maybe the Avs are kind of that next team that people are going to try to model after. But I do think that this starts –
1: yeah, back in the early two thousands. Well, the model that Colorado is is putting forth for everybody is speed. Yeah, and now that is the that's the new like wow this this new invention of speed. <laughs> in the NHL. It's the new thing that all the teams are looking at now. Like oh my god, we got to get faster because yeah we can't just plod and, and and play nineties hockey anymore. It's got to be speed to keep up with these great teams like Edmonton and like uh, and like Colorado, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And, and one thing I wanted to say, I've mentioned this on the on the CHGO podcast before. But it's something a scout told me about young players that I've never forgotten. It's like you could watch a young player on the ice and say, "Okay, like they're, they're, they look fine. Like they're yeah. calm. They're, they look like what they're doing." But like, think of like a duck on the surface of the water, right? Like the feet underneath the water just yeah. paddling like wow. crazy, yeah. just to stay afloat. And it, he, he, the scout references specifically with de- young defensemen, is they're doing everything they can just to stay on the ice, (laughs) and that's not using their instincts. It's not using their talents. It's just trying to survive. That is not the way you develop a prospect. So, yeah, yeah. can he come up here and play? Can Lucas Reichel come up here and play for the Hawks? Yes. Is he one of the Hawks' 12 most talented forwards? Yes. (laughs) Like by a long shot. But is is it a right time to have him come up here and do it? They think not, and hey, you know what? What's the point? We're trying right. to out lose the coyotes. <laughs> We're really hurt that plan.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. And that was part of the abs problem for so long was that they wouldn't commit to the rebuild. And sometimes you do just have to do it. They had to go through that forty eight point season. They had to trade a bunch of assets. And and it's amazing how when you do it the right way, how quickly it can flip. Mm-hmm. You know, seriously, the abs go from that forty-eight point season, you get Kale McCart, good scouting, good drafting. You get Connor Timmins in the second round. Then you make the Duchesne trade, and that brings in all kinds of pieces. And suddenly, it's like, wow, you committed to that rebuild, and wouldn't you know, you were able to rebuild right. instead of trying to yeah. you know, take all these shortcuts. Uh, before we get to the first break, I, I just want to touch real quick on goalies because I think this is something interesting that these two organizations <laughs> had in common, again, for their championships uh, and, and the laughter
1: <laughs> One, I thought you were talking about current goalie. Well, I was going to say we'll get there cuz that's that's
2: Me- Megan's our, our resident goalie defender. Um <laughs> but no, it, it's just funny cuz in my opinion and I hope this isn't slander for you guys, he's about to say something yeah. bad about Crawford. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Crawford eh. I think mm. Antoniemi Niemi's the worst starting goalie to ever win a Stanley Cup, personally. Oof. Um Mm, he was pretty good with us.
3: Trent Dilfer. Oh, wait, sorry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but regardless, regardless, to me, they, what, what was interesting about both those teams is that the goaltending for so many cup teams is it has to be elite. Your goaltending has to carry you through. And what I thought was so impressive about those Hawks runs and then this, this last year's Avalanche run was put whoever back there. The team is just that good top to bottom. Yeah. You have to
3: be just good enough. Yes. I yes. Think, yep. I, I think if you, you know, if you. I shouldn't say whoever. Yeah, yeah I agree. I agree. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I think with the Blackhawks uh, of of the dynasty era that they had, you know, yes, the team was stacked. They were gonna they were gonna be able to score a lot. The defense was was pretty competent in front of whoever was in, was in net. But there were games where Niemi had to sure, work yeah. hard and steal some games uh, to in, in that postseason. Um, Corey Crawford definitely stole some games yep, for sure uh in in his time but i mean yes Corey crawford had to regain his net from scott darling in 2015 right. so it's you know it, it's not that he was the absolute elite number one uh through through the two cup runs that he was there therefore but yeah you you, get, you have to have at least some competent goaltending right at a postseason level like if you just have like oh you know mid-level regular season goaltending probably doesn't doesn't do it enough. Yeah. You have to be able to ra- raise your game to the postseason level and be just good enough to make, the, make that one extra save that could, yes. get, that could swing a game. That's really all you have to do with a team as talented as Chicago was at that time and as Colorado is right now.
2: Megan, how many times did we use those exact words during the postseason?
0: Kemper was good enough. Yep, just make the saves you're supposed to. And uh, like yeah. 2010, the Emmy, okay, I'll give you that one. <laughs> It, it, that remind that two thousand and ten team reminded me a lot of your Avalanche team this past year because agree. it's easy to be a goalie when your team has the puck, <laughs> the whole time, six right. minutes yeah. of the night. It, yep. But Crawford, I'm not going to allow any Corey Crawford. Yeah, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get ahead of this. 20, now. 2015, he was robbed <laughs> of the Conn He should have won the Conn in twenty fifteen. He shut out Tampa. Tampa year. I'm that, sorry. Yeah, it was the Tampa year. They it, all run together. Yeah. Yeah. I you know, know, I know. We, same thing you'll, <laughs> you'll, you'll have that problem in four <laughs> years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which which crappy which, team did we which beat? Run, <laughs> I can't remember.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh,
0: we, we can re, we can unite in beating Tampa in the final. Yes, I was going to say we're the only two teams who have accomplished that. Yeah.
2: Year. Yeah, that's the that's the one thing everyone everyone can agree on. Megan, any any goalie. Thoughts before we before we move on. I
4: think you walked it back on Crawford. <laughs> I just, I just gotta, I'm I just,
2: comfortable with
4: where we left. <laughs> if you
0: three <laughs> against
1: it. I was gonna yeah. say if yeah. you're not a Hawks fan and you're, we got. I'm sure a lot of Avalanche fans watching. Google, Blackhawks franchise leaders. Go to the hockey reference page, and look at Corey Crawford's place in Black Hawks history among some of the best goalies in history, like uh, I don't know Tony Esposito. Yep. Eddie Belfort, Glenn Hall, some of the all-time greats. Corey Crawford is right there with those guys. He was outstanding. He was one of the most underappreciated athletes in Chicago history. And a lot of that came from that game in 2013 against the Bruins where he gave up five goals that all happened to be on the glove side. Yep. The Hawks won, won that game. <laughs> they beat the Immortal. You can't say a bad word about Tuukka Rask. Who gave up? Six goals, Six goals yeah. in that game Sorry they weren't all on the glove side They were five hole and left side and right, right side and, like, all, over they the were all over the place <laughs> <laughs> So somehow Corey Crawford comes out of that With egg on his face and Rask remains The legend it's ridiculous but Whatever I know people had at that point Some Hawks fatigue so it's understandable
2: <laughs> Yeah and, and I'll, I'll continue to Walk the Crawford stuff back a bit because I do Now that we're talking about it, I feel like he got a little bit of the Darcy Kemper treatment last year if, if you talk to like a, a lot of people From you know around the league and stuff Darcy Kemper was horrible last year. He just barely scraped by. He was a top four goalie yeah, by almost true. every measurable mm-hmm. metric in the regular season. He yeah. was fantastic. He gets a stick in the eye in round one. And look, his his play was up and down in the playoffs. But when you look at the whole body of work, he was so much better than people what people give him credit for. You
1: also it. have to remember, in the playoffs, you're playing against the best teams in the sport. Right, <laughs> like right. it's, it's tougher competition.
2: Yeah, you know, no, 100%. So of course
1: you're not going to look as great as you do in a regular season. Yeah,
2: yeah. no, it, it's uh, it's funny how that the, the the memory can sometimes be skewed from what actually played out on the ice. Yeah. But Antony Emi, I will die on that hill. <laughs> I I I still think the that, yeah. Worst.
0: <laughs> the worst. I don't know about
2: I'll that. I'll have to go back yeah, we're to I, do I do was going to say, on one, I yeah. mean,
0: he's, sure in the team, f- he's in the team photo probably, but <laughs> I don't know if I'd call
2: him the worst. <laughs> yeah. He's on the roster, but all right, we'll leave it at that. Uh we're brought to you guys by Athletic Greens. I think C H O also brought to you guys by Athletic Greens. Uh... This is one of my favorite sponsors. I think this is one of Megan's favorite sponsors. Uh, I I legitimately do. Uh, my, my fiance's got me on AG1. We drink this stuff every morning. I'm not a coffee guy. It Gives me that boost in the morning. Feel a little bit better. Do you guys are, are you guys athletic greens Absolutely. people at all? No, yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. It's uh yeah one scoop and look I I am one of those people that I, I've always shied away from the all natural stuff. Oh, it tastes like grass. Really, the taste is fine. We had a, we had a little bit of a uh, like a. Uh, what's those little like squeezy things? Little Whiskey. Bit <laughs> could, could. Yeah, just a little bit of lemon in there. And honestly, I, I really enjoy it. It's refreshing. It's crisp. And it's the best way to help your gut health, right? Uh, 75 high-quality vitamins and minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. Just basically all of the good stuff. Uh, to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash avalanche and i'm assuming blackhawks yep uh again athleticgreens.com avalanche or avalanche or slash blackhawks uh, today and yeah they're going to send you that uh, that free five five free travel packs and a free one-year supply of immune boot immune supporting vitamin d uh i love them we use them all the time here AJ uh, and Rudo, who are our other DNVR Avalanche folks. They always make fun of us because Megan and I just go around and scoop up everyone's samples who didn't <laughs> take them home. Uh, so visit AG1 and uh, pick yours up today. Again, I really has. it. It's, uh, it's changed me. It's changed me a bit as a person. Uh, we are also brought to you guys by DraftKings Sportsbook. The NFL action is in full swing, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is helping you get in on it. We're talking touchdowns, big pays, and even bigger wins. All you have to do if you're a new customer is bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays, some of my favorites. Uh, To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on a uh, a same-game parlay all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place just a $5 bet on any football game. Again, that's code DNVR at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restriction. Reply, see the show notes for details. And of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, let's talk a little bit about this season. Do we, Do we have, have to, to? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> We were not flown here to talk about this. <laughs> let's keep reminiscing. yeah, I was going to say yeah,
2: t- taking it back to, to the fun the yeah. fun stuff. uh but look, the <laughs> abs, Blackhawks tomorrow are going to kick off this season. Have the Blackhawks hit rock bottom yet, or is, is there no. worse oh, to come this no. year? Oh, man.
0: That's an emphatic no. no cause, oh, because guess what? It is going
3: what? to get worse. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's a trade deadline coming. Yeah, yeah. And anybody who has done anything will be gone. That last six weeks of the season will be awful. Yeah, but yeah.
1: The, the six Hawks you've heard of, aside from <laughs> Seth Jones, likely will be traded uh, by the deadline.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah. That is the plan. Yeah. yeah. Well, as long as that's the plan, right? That, you see, I'm I'm glad you say that because there are a lot of people in our in our chat and on uh, on Twitter that will say like, oh, the Blackhawks, they're directionless. It's like, no, no, right. This is the first time first in time a few in, years yeah. they actually are committing to a direction. Mm-hmm. It's gonna suck, but it's a direction. Whereas in the past few seasons, you know, we we all agree and we've said before, this rebuild should have happened a few years ago. Like mm-hmm. when you got swept, when they got swept by Nashville. That should have been the key to like, hey, uh, that switch that we all say is just going to get flipped. It's it's not it's flipping. Out. Something needs to change. The light bulbs out. And and the problem wasn't Artemi Panarin, but that's a whole other discussion. <laughs> um, but it should have it should have happened earlier. But it's happening now, and the and the direction and, and the goal of this season it is there. It is Connor Bedard. It is getting into the draft lottery. It is trying to get the best odds at the top overall pick, and. It's 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 gonna be painful, mm-hmm. but the, the reward at the end of the journey, hopefully, is a long extended window of contention, like the Avs are experiencing right now, mm-hmm. where you are thought of as cup contenders from day one of this of the start of the season, right. and the expectations are well, we're gonna be playing into April and May and June. Yeah, that's that's the goal again. It's gonna take some time, but that's the goal again.
4: The parallels between the teams, too, like looking at the young core that it once was for the Aves, and seeing that Matt Duchene and the return that it brought was a part, in my opinion, of the Aves rebuild. And I wonder if you feel similarly about Doc and Brinkat as young, formerly core players. Yeah, that's kind of solidifying this future moves very intentional.
1: Well, the DeBrincat one hurt a lot, and that the draft day was tough for. Every Blackhawks fan, I because the table, the <laughs> yes, the Dubrincic trade mad. we knew was coming, um, but it, the return did not feel like enough.
2: Can, can I yeah. can I pause? Am I crazy to think that if there was one player from that core you should have kept for this rebuild, it was Alex Dubrincic? Yes,
1: but here here is why: if, if I'm if I'm playing, if I'm getting in the mind of Kyle Davidson, yep. that trade allowed him to get a year head start on the rebuild. He was able to draft Kevin Korczynski, who we all agreed could, like we talked about with Reichel or whoever, yeah. come and play this year, mm-hmm. right? Like he looked absolutely phenomenal in the preseason in prospects camp. He was a man among boys and looked NHL ready. You get another pick for Kirby Doc. Um, you took uh, Nazar with Hazor. that pick and Gavin Hayes and Gavin Hayes. So that, that like that, they they have already they've accelerated the rebuild. We all agree. We don't think the return for Dipper Kit was enough. The argument yeah. is, well, he's got one year left on his deal. He's not going to commit. And there's only so many teams willing to mortgage their future for a guy they might only have for a year. Right. Fine. Kirby Doc absolutely needed a change of scenery. Mm-hmm. He was in his head. You could see it on the ice. He was gun-shy. Kirby Doc would make a drop pass on a shootout goal. I swear <laughs> to God, he was that <laughs> spooked by whatever. He just was not having the success, a bunch of injury problems, and, frankly, did the whole thing. Like, I'm going off social media. I can't handle the pressure. Mm -hmm. Then he gets traded to Montreal. Oh, my gosh. Good luck. And, look, we all agree. We wish Kirby Doc nothing but the best. I don't think it was going to happen for him in Chicago. So making that deal, it sucks, and it's tough but if the goal is to suck as bad as you can this year mm-hmm. and to get Connor Bedard or Anna Fantilli or whoever else in this draft those guys were going to we going to prevent you from doing that so yeah, look Al- alexa 40 goals. <laughs> it, it <laughs> does not get you connor Bedard. yeah yeah yeah
0: no well, they if you look at what Kyle Davidson did he entered draft night with no first round picks Yeah. and had within an hour had three of them three of them yeah and he's got Two more for next year and then and two more in twenty twenty four. And we just got another second round pick for from the Canucks in the Riley Stillman deal. Yep. So they could save one point three million in cap space. They gave us a second round pick. That's bad general managing right there. <laughs> but it's great that it's happening to somebody else. That's a trade that we used to make. <laughs> now we're on the good end of that. So right. he is Kyle Davidson is definitely Saying, I'm building this through the draft. I'm building this team in my name, in my vision, and if it fails, I'm the guy you come blame. Again, so refreshing to hear. It's a direction. It's going to be awful for the first year plus. And we know this. As long as you go into the season with zero expectations, you have no way you can get hurt. Right. You get counter-Bedard this July. Yeah. That takes a year off this rebuild, oh, at, at le- least.
2: I, I was going to say, yeah, I was going to say at least. Megan, how much does what they're talking about here, you know, talking about the picking a direction and saying this is what we're doing, does this not sound like what Joe Sackick, what, five, six years ago, where once Patrick Waugh left, it was like we're picking a direction?
4: Absolutely, and if it's any consolation, some of the return of the Matt move was not realized for many years after the fact because it was a ripple effect, and so I almost wonder if just this decision to being conscious of a rebuild is the starting point of so much more good to come?
3: Yeah, because not not every first round pick that you make is going to jump into the NHL right right, right. right, right away. Right. Blackhawks know that. <laughs> they'll very try well. though. <laughs> they'll, yeah, they'll try and shoehorn a guy in if, if if they want to. But yeah, like Jay said, Kevin Korchinski under a different general manager probably would be on the on the opening night roster. Um, yep. And 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 guys like that would be would be rushed, but it's just. Have, have them overdevelop because if a guy is over ready to make the jump to the NHL that's better than not being prepared at all yeah. so I think you know, those trades hurt, they were young guys they were guys that probably had the best years ahead of them uh, still yeah. but it just it, it didn't seem like it would have been enough to keep a guy like Dabrinkit to try and make Kirby Doc work um, to bring back a guy like Dylan Strome, it just seemed like yes, they're young, yes, they're promising, mm-hmm. but does it put you? Do those guys put you over the hump to right. get you back to the, to do they the top get you of the any mountain? closer? Yeah, probably not in the long run.
2: Right. It, it is just so funny, and and again, we do this show five six years ago, and and the roles are reversed. But but again, it it's just so funny to talk about this because yeah, we like Megan alluded to earlier, like. We have watched this team. It is it is empty the cupboards time. It's get rid of the picks. Get rid of the prospects. You are trying to win it this year. Yeah, as it
1: should be. This right. Is, yeah, it's yeah. the window. You
2: know, Justin Barron, who's a defenseman that I was really, really high on, uh, I think he's going to be a very good NHLer. They move him to Montreal uh, for Arturi Lekanen at the deadline. And, again, like that, that's one that stung a bit. It, it stung at the time. When we asked Nathan McKinnon about it after the Western Conference final, right after Arturi Lekkonen scored in overtime to send him to the final, he goes, I'd, do that. I, I, I'd trade 10 first-round picks for him. We'd do it 10 times over again. Let no. me ask
1: you this. If you, if you had Kyle Dubas, Toronto Maple Leafs yep. general manager, yep. sitting here today and said, let's go back to last year's trade deadline. You didn't want to give up a first-round pick for Marc-Andre Fleury. Would you go back and do that right now? Because guess what he did this summer? He gave the Hawks a first-round pick in Peter Mrazek, to get Mirazik off the books. He could have done that last year and brought in Flurry. Yep. And yep. then what happens to the Leafs? Every season, every chance to win yeah. is sacred. And if you're a team like Colorado or Toronto or whoever Calgary, whoever else, like yeah. you should be going for it. Future be damned, because look at the teams that get close and never get there. You right. know, like the Hawks before the 2010s, in the 90s, the Hawks were really good. Like mm-hmm. the series against the Avalanche, yeah. Jeremy, oh, yeah. like 96. Whoever won that series was winning the cup. But guess what? Bill Wirtz would not spend the extra money to bring in the all-star free agent or to make the big money trade. So the Hawks were always on the outside looking in because they were unwilling to do what it took to get over the top. And that was before the damn cap. Because it's just about spending money, right? Right. But right. But you see, Detroit and Colorado bringing in Shanahan and you know Ray Borks. Ray yep. Bork's coming right. Like these guys, all the teams that are winning are doing what it takes to win. They're stocking up. They're loading up every year. And the Hawks back then refused to do it. So yes, it does suck to lose these prospects for a team like Colorado. But you've got another chance to win a cup. Banners hang forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Banners yeah. hang forever, and that's what's important.
0: What are you, what are you guys going to do on the blue line, man? You guys, are that, that trade depleted your young defensive yeah. core. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel so sorry for you guys. <laughs> Sean Barons still exists, former teammate <laughs> yeah. of Cole Gutman. Well, uh, that's the, future Blackhawks legend, Cole Gutman. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I'm Ex-tator 100%. Respect.
2: Well, and, and so that, that's what is so funny and, and really is exciting about this ABS core. You know, this guy right here on the screen to your left, Bo Byram. Uh, I mean, yeah. Don't
1: remind yeah, us. Yeah, we, I, all, we all uh, wanted I the Hawks to take him. To it was supposed to be Kirby Doc. Well, it, yeah. If you
2: guys, what's what's hilarious is on draft night, I wanted the Hawks to take Bo Byrum so the Abs could get Kirby Doc, because
0: that would have been cool. You want to go back?
2: Because <laughs> you know, it, you you were running out of space on the blue line at that point. But you know, you hope that now he's back fully healthy and all that mm-hmm. stuff and. I think that's the exciting part for abs fans right now. You know, again, Megan does a lot of our uh, – she's very involved with the Eagles and all that stuff. So this talk of trading prospects, I'm sure she's just sitting here seething a bit. It's, it's very <laughs> yeah. sensitive. Um, but what's what's exciting about this abs group is there's a lot of guys that are homegrown. They they played in, in the system, you know, played a year with the Eagles, played two years with the Eagles, and have matriculated up. And, I mean, the average age of them, I think they're 27. Mm-hmm. And you talk about a team that is at the point where the abs are at, and you say – Wait, 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 can this actually get better? Like, is Cale is McCarr's prime in front of him? Yes. <laughs> it and is. Y- yeah. it's just, it's, it's pretty mind-blowing to think. And, again, we just got, we got a little bit of a glimpse of what Bo Byram was capable of fully healthy in the final. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, Megan. Led the Avs, all Avs defensemen in even strength night time, ice time in the Stanley Cup final, Bo and Byram. Yeah. And handled it, I mean, great. And so you sit there and it's like, holy smokes, that's a 21-year-old kid. You forget prospects he's here now he's he's ready to take that next step and and that to me I think is the part that that is exciting about where the abs are at you know the lightning start winning cups a couple of years ago a lot of those core pieces are in their late 20s in their 30s you know you, you have to capitalize on that window if the cap is managed correctly this window for the abs could stay open
0: for 8 <laughs> 9 well, 10 you've, years you've well, got a good head start yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it helps yeah.
3: that it's projected to jump Pretty, pretty mightily yes. in the next couple of years. Yeah, so. we, we
0: could have used that a decade ago. <laughs> right, yeah, right.
3: Well, yeah, put ads <laughs> on jerseys ten years ago, and you know we're not talking about Connor Bedard.
2: Right, right. Uh, since you met, where are we at on ad jerseys? Add jerseys, it's fine. I don't care. I don't care. That's yeah. fine. Doesn't matter. The
3: Blackhawks right. don't have one currently, uh, unfortunately. They uh, could have had the Portillos and Phil Kessel combination. They, <laughs> they didn't read my emails, apparently. So I don't know. We we'll, gotta we'll, get a we'll um, uh,
1: Jepson's Malort logo on the jersey. I'm sure that'll be our <laughs> old style. Something iconically Chicago. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh,
2: there was a couple teams last year, like Nashville's got like the city of Nashville. So just said Nashville on the side.
3: Cool. It's like marketing okay. team yeah. nailed it there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Real
0: simple. I don't get. Yeah. Worried about that? Right. Put all the ads on it. Put all the ads on the ice. I don't care if it makes the salary cap go up and ticket prices go down. Yeah. sell the entire freaking jersey. Yeah. <laughs> see the jersey ads—they
2: they really don't bother me. The Abs don't have one yet either. I'm assuming they will by the end of the year, but
4: you
1: don't, don't, you don't notice them either. Like right. in the course of a game, like are you like, there's a bank logo on?
0: Who
1: cares? Right. You know, it's
0: same the, thing with the helmet ads. You don't. Yeah. Once you're watching the game, you don't see it. Only yeah.
1: the Blackhawks are so slow that
3: you'd notice a helmet logo.
4: <laughs> Those board-changing <laughs> ads are a little too noticeable. Yeah. Yeah, that's not sure I feel about those. It's I'm be a little
3: nervous about watching games with that, where they're all changing, and you know, it's 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 already a game that watching on TV is visually like you're tracking everything. It's hard, yeah. And so when you got scrolling ads and things that are moving yeah. on the ice, I'm, I'm, know, i I just want to watch the game. I like have
0: it. serious uh, shiny object moments. <laughs> yeah. <and I> can't <laughs> focus on things. <laughs> so I will like anytime like the the Kings wore those silver. Helmets, helmets yeah. or the knight, the golden knights wear the gold ones. Yep. I'm done. I can't watch the games <laughs> because I'm just looking at the helmets. I love it's those. like, oh, shiny, shiny, <laughs> shiny. Oh, there's a goal. What happened? Yeah. I, I hate it. So, uh, the board ad ones is gonna be interesting because
2: for the World Cup they did something similar, but it was, they like changed out the ads in between stoppages and they did like a graphic when a goal scored. That promo material the NHL put out, it looked like it's gonna be like animated yeah.
0: ads and stuff. Yeah.
2: That'll be interesting. There's already enough movement to watch.
3: Right, if I'm
4: it's just during yeah. play, it's yeah. too much. Yeah.
0: yeah, I mean they did do some of that with uh, up in the bubble, right? They were switching the ads, to match, the home. I think teams. you're right. I think you're right. Yep. Yeah, but yep. they weren't moving. They just swapped yeah. them out. Yeah, per game. The video boards. Yeah, so that that yeah, just don't take your eyes away from the game.
1: Um, we, we can see the um, the Rangers and Lightning. Game and the ads are not changing during play. Yeah. I've been watching for about 20, 30 seconds. And Have you, And it's, it's so far so pretty good. stagnant. Yeah, we'll see.
2: Yeah, see, and again, like if you can change them out in between play and yeah, it's just fine. it's more ad revenue, and again, that means higher cap, lower tickets, exactly. whatever. I am all for it. Yeah, I just don't know how I feel about like a, a big Gatorade being splashed down the board. <laughs> like, uh, BioSteel.
0: <laughs> yeah, now I see it. Yeah. Uh,
1: BioSteel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. BioSteel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My BioSteel. Yeah. Actually, BioSteel is really good. I bought it as a joke, and I'm like, this is pretty damn delicious. <laughs> I'm Jay for BioSteel. <laughs>
2: <laughs> also pretty delicious, Hassle Cattle Company. Uh, get your Hassle Cattle Wagyu beef. Uh, I don't know if we have it back at the bar yet. It's phenomenal. It's coming. Uh, they have burgers, steaks, pretty much anything I've, I've ordered online. Uh, I've got a freezer full of Wagyu. It truly, like, it's as, it's as good as everyone hypes it up to me. I've always been like, it's beef. Like, it, it can only be so good this is that good uh house of cattle beef is raised in texas on a family farm it is the best wagyu you'll ever eat and it is shipped right to your door it's literally the choice of home cooks and restaurant chefs alike alike uh, if you want to get a taste before purchasing head to our tailgates Yet another reason to party with DNVR and enjoy a delicious smoked stuffed sausage off the grill. Head to HassleCattleCompany.com to secure your bag of beef and use the code DNVR20. Do you guys have a Hassle Cattle?
1: We do um, know. We are open for it. Yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. Please yeah. send but, them our way. Yeah, you had me at bag yeah. of beef, which is <laughs> <laughs> my nickname in college. <laughs> yeah. Know.
2: Well, I, I assumed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, DNVR twenty for twenty percent off your entire purchase. That's DNVR twenty for twenty percent off your entire purchase. And again, they will ship anywhere. Uh, so even if you're in Chicago, go over to hasslecattlecompany.com. Uh, seriously, it's it's really reasonably priced, and the the beef is. It exceeded my expectations. You can stop. I mean, <laughs> you tell you're us not going to believe
0: this, it. but I'm more of a beef guy than an AG1 guy. <laughs> okay. but, uh, you can
1: sprinkle it on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. More,
2: more meats, less smoothies. That's what I say. Por que no los dos. Right, do yeah, just right together. Yeah, you hassle cattle with an AG1, and Boom. you're set. Sure. You, are, you are good
0: to go. I'll put some AG1 in my A1. Yeah. Oh.
2: Perfect. See, look, this is why people listen to these shows. Mm-hmm. It's for this type of innovation. Uh, Also brought to you guys by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. We have their beers on tap right here at the bar. Uh, We also have their regular seltzers. Uh, We got all kinds of good stuff here from Breck. They are our great, great friends. We always love doing stuff with them. Uh, Breck Brew has a beer. For any occasion, there's no better way to watch a game than having some Breck Brew. Uh, Breck Brew's been doing it for over 30 years, and it all comes down to their love and passion for making good beer. Uh, Try out some of our favorites, any of the hard seltzers. They have the lemonade seltzers as well, which I cannot get enough of uh, Avalanche Amber Ale, Juice Drop IPA, the Summer Pill Shandy, Strawberry Sky, and the Vanilla Porter Jr. Uh, and make sure you use that Breck Beer uh, locator at BreckBrew.com to find where you can get it nearest to you. Also, head down to the farmhouse. Uh, is the Hoot Nanny this weekend, y'all, here? Oh, it was last weekend down there either way it's no, a great time i was gonna say yeah you guys got here just a bit too late for the hoot uh we did our cup show there from the uh from breckridge brewery from the farmhouse uh so you saw how awesome it was head down there they've always got cool events going on uh head on down to breck brew and then i think we've also got uh, a csgo i know we share
1: a relationship yep. with game time we do. the best place to find awesome deals on tickets for games uh download the game time app and when you want to buy tickets to a Blackhawks game Avalanche game, click the link in the descriptions of these podcasts and use those links to save on tickets. I'm looking here at Blackhawks tickets coming up as the season approaches. Mm. You want to come and see a Stanley Cup favorite, the Florida Panthers, in chicago on the 25th 13 bucks will get you in the door Damn. how about Connor mcdavid and the edmonton oilers 16 there on game Damn. time and they're only going to get more affordable as the game approaches so make sure you get in that habit of downloading the game time app and using the links on our podcast descriptions every time you buy you will not find a better deal this season on Blackhawks tickets or Avalanche tickets. Yep. It's created by fans for the fans and they guarantee the lowest price. So if you see a lower price somewhere else, you won't. But if you do, <laughs> reach out to Game Time; they will match, no questions asked. It is a great company, great people to do business with. And if you love CHGO or DNVR or PHNX. Any of them. Then you'll love Game Time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in that description. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the GameTime app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. Download that Game Time app now and get some cheap Hawks tickets. Let's look at tomorrow night's game, by the way. Cheapest ticket on Game Time, 132. Mm. Hot ticket. Is something big happening? <laughs> <laughs> mm. ah. we, we can only get yeah. one credential
2: for the game. Yeah, yep. we're yeah, we're in the same boat. It's yeah. uh, the national national media is showing up for for the, the home opener for the abs. Banner are going up, all that good stuff. I, I'm, this isn't. Purely just a plug. We were looking not that long ago. Was someone was saying the cheapest ticket they could find was just about three hundred. Game time, it's one thirty-two. That was the com- best I've seen. <laughs> yeah, that's a completely authentic plug. We were looking like two hours ago, and it was like three hundred bucks on some of these other sites. One fifty-one,
4: one yep. thirty-two. Yeah. Yeah. There's Seriously,
2: game game times. That that's the only way to it's go. A we, great app. We did a we did a big like group DNVR Rockies game a few weeks ago. I think we got tickets for like six bucks. Yeah. In like yeah. double digit number of people going. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Dead serious. The, re- the really cool thing, though.
1: too, is as you pick your seats, you get to see the actual view from the seat. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So you really know, like, how good of seats you're getting. It, it's awesome. Yeah. yeah it's I
0: mean, I remember the good old days of being a Blackhawks season ticket holder and actually having some, like, profitability of one uh, of <laughs> those tickets. <laughs> <laughs> I remember selling some banner-raising games for a large quantity of money. Yeah, if
2: your season tickets that way. Pretty
0: much, man. Yep. Yeah.
2: Yeah, but no, seriously, I mean, <laughs> like you said, that was, that was great timing because game time. It's about half the price of the next closest, uh, cheapest ticket I have seen. Uh, So, yeah, use those links. Head on over to game time. Let's talk a a little bit about that game tomorrow as we kind of wind down here. Um... Avalanche legend Jack Johnson it's back Jack in town. Johnson revenge yes, game, right, baby. Absolutely, he's he will sc- score.
3: He's gonna score the first goal of the game. Yep. I see someone uh, he's Casey got w- in the chat there he saying he's, he's, he's got one, one in goal. preseason. Yeah, did, did really? he yeah. really? He
2: scored one of the many Hawks' preseason.
3: He's got one yeah. of the five one goals six, the Hawks <laughs> have scored. <six>
0: this <laughs> one of them was an empty netter. I'm not counting that one. Yeah. Now,
2: do you guys remember Abs Hawks season opener last year? Who opened the scoring on a breakaway?
1: Yes, johnson It was
2: none other than Jack Johnson, forehand, backhand. Bubble toes himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I think that was was his only goal of the season, or maybe he got one more. But It it was was, his only goal. It was a beauty. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jack Johnson, great guy. Got to be at the ring ceremony last night, uh, which was good for him. Good to
0: see. I've talked to him a couple times briefly in training camp. Great guy. Oh, great guy. Yeah, Yeah.
1: he has a presence about him. He's like Um, like the team
0: dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, Yeah, that's the feel for real. (laughs) Yeah.
0: They, uh, like he's got there's no <laughs> doubt Jack Johnson has at least two pairs of grass-stained white
2: blue
0: <laughs> in his closet. No doubt.
2: <laughs> he probably takes them with him. He keeps them in the bag. Like, yeah, he just he mows, well. mows lawns anywhere he's at. Yeah, Fanny yeah. pack. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he he yeah. is, though. Talk to him as much as you can this year. He's, he's a, a phenomenal yeah. interviewer. Well, he's he's going to like
1: it in Chicago. There's actual lawns there. I was very surprised by the <laughs> rock lawns in Denver. <laughs> yeah. Zero What is this about? Is this like a new thing?
4: It, or? It, it, it,
2: it's it's newer. It's part of the, the gentrification we were talking about earlier. Everyone's going minimalist. Get the grass out. Just throw some rocks down. And Trouble
4: watering, honestly, we have to do watering schedules a lot of summers. It's it really around. dry here.
2: Yeah. We're an elevated desert.
4: Yeah. So this, okay.
2: this is technically a, a very, like, you know, dry desert climate. So in the summer, you're long. If, if you don't, yeah, do it right, you're long get fried. So I think mm-hmm. some people are just saying, F it. The more you know. Yeah. Um, but, no, there is the curse of the X So, you guys can p- – the Blackhawks are starting with a 1-0 lead on a Jack Johnson goal.
3: I don't think it's uh, going to make a
2: difference. Uh, <laughs> so, we're talking 8-1 now? Yeah. <laughs> no, we'll
0: still, still bet the over.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, but you know, look, h- how do you guys look at this roster? I was looking at the Blackhawks roster earlier. Yeah. Um, I mean, are you, are you guys expecting this to be a pretty rough outing tomorrow? Like, is, are, they, are they that raw, or is it just the talent isn't that good? They're awful. <laughs> They're we've, slow.
1: We've they been, can't score. Is not there. No, we, we have not been there. talking all summer. Who's and, in you that? Know, uh, Peter Morazic. Peter Morazic. Oh, yes. So and when your he's reaction not at, is correct. And, <laughs>
0: and when he's not there, it's Alex Stalock. Yeah. So Alex yeah. Daylock will okay. start do want, Thursday. Do you in want me to read
1: the line combinations for your audience? If what you want to, oh, uh, please prepare play? your barf <laughs> bags uh, as I read uh, the first line of your uh, 2015 Stanley Cup champion Blackhawks, Max Domi with Andreas Tennesseeu and Patrick Kane. All right.
3: Sure. uh, That's not bad.
1: The ghost of Jonathan Taves centering (laughs) Tyler Johnson and Taylor Radish. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The ghost of Jonathan Taves. Sam Lafferty is your third line center uh, between Phil Kuryshev and Mackenzie Entwistle. And your fourth line is Jujar Kara with. Blackwell, Colin, Blackwell, Colin Blackwell. And Blackwell, and Buddy Robinson.
0: Buddy Robinson, NHL player, real guy. We didn't yeah, pick up that He is an name. actual person.
2: Uh, I, I'm not even going to lie. I was about to say, I know most of those names, and then you said Buddy Robinson, and I was like, oh. Yeah, he's big. You might have seen him at the House of Blues.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but Buddy Robinson is sounds like the guy that, like, a 1987 wrestling challenge gets introduced before <laughs> King Kong Bundy beats him in, like, three seconds.
1: Yeah. Uh, your D pairings are Jack Johnson and Seth Jones. Top there pair, Jack Johnson. Nope. Top pairing stop uh, jared yes. Tenor- jared oh, Tenorti, oh, who's oh been God. a black hawk for 36 hours is paired with connor murphy uh philip roos who has not played an nhl game yet with alec Ragula, and then uh caleb jones and jake mccabe are hurt uh alex okay. vlasic who is one of the hawks young prospects that's on the team was the top pair guy with jones like the last quarter of last season um but he is not in the top six for whatever reason apparently it looks like one, he's so. going to be scratched which is okay. a really dumb which thing which is to do. very
3: weird because throughout the training camp throughout prospect camp uh, he was like pushed as like top guy top guy you know one of the one of the leaders of the young guys and then just like in this last week it's like he's fallen down the lineup and it doesn't look like he's going to be in the yep. lineup tomorrow night uh, in which favor is, of Jared Tenorti.
1: right if he's in Chicago he should be playing <laughs> right yeah. right like right. that it's it's stupid unless to have him it, unless sit the in price it's box. injury. Right. Related, yeah.
3: it, it makes no sense. But, yeah, I, I, you look at that lineup, and uh, Jack Johnson is on your top pair. You have a guy that you literally just claimed from the NHL scrap heap uh, starting. Yes, You have yeah. a, a player who is playing his first ever game in North America. Uh, a young guy, a guy who's got a bad back. And Seth Jones. That's your that's your defense in front of Peter Morazic.
0: against the defending Stanley Cup champion. <laughs> right. So, yeah.
3: I, I, look. Seven one.
0: Now, honestly, anything can first. happen. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey,
1: first no, period, no, no, first no. period no. over one and a half you're was like try- my safest no. bet last year. You're trying so to be that. nice and no. you're well, trying to well, say well.
2: anything can happen. Oh well, no, no, no. I, where I was going with the end of that sentence wasn't going to be very nice. Okay. Good. I was going to say obviously anything can happen on any given night, and I was going to try to like dress up a bit. You ran through that lineup. You can't. You can't dress it and, up. And I don't know.
0: I, I no. just don't. There's no offense. Outside of who's ever playing with Patrick Kane, nobody's going to score a goal this year. Yeah.
3: Here's the other
1: thing. Outside of Seth Jones and maybe Connor Murphy, no one on this team will be here when they're good again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No one. Yeah. And the and the management knows that. They're like, let's just throw these guys out yeah. there and get our right. can I say dicks kicked in on the <laughs> box. Yeah, yeah you get can. Get our that. dicks kicked in uh, <laughs> for 82 games and. and go do great in the draft and, and really do this thing up yeah that, that is truly the plan and like when Reichel didn't make it and when you had a lot of the young guys who played pretty like even Colt Gutman mm-hmm. looked pretty decent and there were some guys who are playing in Rockford that would probably be better than some of the Blackhawks right now but they're saying nope just stay down there Learn be to win. good win it cha- compete for yeah. a championship in Rockford and we'll Ooh. talk to you next year Or after the deadline, that's that's truly the plan. And someone in the chat asked, I think it was Casey,
4: Uh, Ian Mitchell, Uh, about Ian Mitchell. Ian
1: Mitchell's hurt hurt.
0: wrist injury right before camp.
1: And I do think Ian Mitchell is probably just based on some conversations we've had, not really in the organizational plans. Uh, He doesn't do anything well enough to be a regular NHL defender. He is an offensive defenseman who doesn't score enough. He's not fast enough. He's not physical enough. He's not a good enough defender. Therefore, he's kind of like your four A hockey yeah, yeah, yeah. player, <laughs> yeah. and we had high hopes for him a few years ago. And the lack of development from the previous regime has really stunted him too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think maybe we see him after the deadline if they really dispatch a bunch of people. But I don't. I, I think he and Mitchell's days with the organization are probably done yeah. after this year. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, Megan, we were running that
1: lineup and it looked like you were about to say something.
4: Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: Go ahead. Mm. How many have you heard of?
0: Was it?
4: Was, Honestly, it, was it? Who? Was that what you were going <laughs> to say? No, no. I, I was going to talk about Ian Mitchell because of the chat. Because yeah. I have precious pioneers that I hold very close to my heart. <laughs> but it's also the second power play unit. I've. Oh, yes. you want Mackenzie me to read this the on I the air? I think you play. have to. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
1: uh, your second power play unit, again, the ghost of Jonathan Taves. Uh, Andreas <laughs> See you who's really fast, and he either falls down or misses the net. Speak oriented. Philip Kurashev, uh, Mackenzie Entwistle, and Alec Regula. Regula is a guy, I will say this, Regula is a guy we're sort of high on. Young defenseman with some offensive upside. He was required from Detroit for Brendan Perlini a few years ago. And he actually looks like, okay, maybe this is a piece with some upside. But that's really it. Yeah, And he's on your power play unit too. So So he's wearing number 75. That's all you need to know. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Uh,
2: Because, you know, the abs, with some injuries right now, the abs actually will be in their bottom six. It's gonna be kind of thin. You're gonna have some guys who are kind of tweener guys. Anton Bleed, uh, Lucas Sedlak, guys like that so i you know that's where you can maybe talk yourself into it but when you guys start talking about the power play units, <laughs> let me just walk you through the Avs' second power play. No, unit. I don't want
0: to. <laughs> We're gonna have to watch it tomorrow night. That's I'm gonna be about. like
1: Denny Lemieux and slap shot, just like having night terrors.
2: Yeah. Uh, Evan Rodriguez, Alex Newhook, Bowen Byram. They're running 3D on PP2. Bowen Byram, Sam Girard, Javon Taves. Interesting, Interesting yeah. that you can be innovative with the amount of <laughs> talent you have. Uh, that top power play unit. 3 3D, right? Right, uh-huh,
0: right, uh-huh, yeah. yeah right.
2: Well, and I had it, I had someone today like, well, why would they use 3D? It's like, did you read the name? Like, right. it's their forwards, their they their forwards can. who are
0: really good at playing defense. <laughs> right, right, teams. right.
2: So. I was like, yeah, those are like three of your best offensive weapons. Um, but, yeah, when, when, woo, sorry. When you start narrowing it down to who are the best players that these teams have to roll over the boards, I really do think that's where you see that that disparity. Because, yeah. look, as much as we are talking about the Blackhawks mailing it in, there's part of this where it's like, well, can you get anything out of these guys in the bottom? Can they, can they provide anything? And, you know, the Avs have the expectation, not can you – this bottom six, you need to produce. Mm. If you're not producing, you're, you know, you're sick. Well, you so.
1: also had the luxury, too, and, and the Hawks had this in a dynasty when you had Keith and Seabrook and Jalmerson and Oduya, they would all play 20 plus minutes. Mm-hmm. So your bottom pair was really like you could maybe carry a Nick Letty, right. who you could count on for maybe 12, 13 minutes a game for strictly offense. Yeah. Right? And the, and then you can kind of protect those. Get, Joel Quinville hated Nick Letty because he wasn't a <laughs> guy you could count on for 20 minutes a night. Right. Um, but, you have the luxury with such great top four to sort of like just play the bottom pair yep. selectively.
3: Yeah, the Blackhawks won the 2015 Cup with three defensemen. Yep, so it's truly, so true. Yeah. I mean, when, yeah. Yeah. when you have when you have that level of uh, of talent, yeah, the 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 bottom pairing, the bottom six, it you can kind of have a little leeway. But it also, to your point lens that you have to be able to keep up with the rest of this team because yep. if you don't you're going to become a, a, weak, a weak spot and you know for the abs like you can't afford a weak spot like you have to be right. able to continue to be you know the the well-oiled machine to stay at the top of the league.
2: well the western conference final abs oilers that series went it was it was a sweep four games because of that bottom six the top six for edmonton they could hang yeah they just couldn't they couldn't handle the depth and and it just overwhelmed them and in that clinching game it's jt comfort you know twice it's it's darren helm you know it's it's those guys coming through that edmonton just did an answer to your point if you're going to be in that conversation
0: you got to have that yeah. well that's that was with the hawks cup teams 2013 2010 i mean they just they just grind you down. You yeah. had no chance in a seven-game series because, yeah, you can win. You can have a fourth line that could score. I mean, right, right. again, you look at the Hawks, Boston, 17 seconds. Who's the guys scoring those goals? Yeah, it's yeah. not the superstars. Right, yeah. It's the third, fourth liners who would be top six on 20, 25 yeah. other NHL teams. Right, right. But you got to find the guys that are willing to accept those roles. Yeah. And that's that comes with development, too, is you got to find guys that – Everybody was their best player on their junior team. Yep. yep. Sometimes you got to realize you got yep. to come re- to that 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 realization to say I'm not going to be a 50 goal scorer in the NHL. I have to stop playing the game. And one of the guys that kind of I think at least the way he talks is learning is a guy that you had in your organization last year, is Dylan Secura, who yep. was a Hawks draft pick, wanted was a highly skilled offensive player, got to the Hawks organization. There was an invisible electric fence at the dots, the face-off dots. The second his skate touched it, he got zapped, so he wouldn't go <laughs> any further. But he said he's gotten heavier and he wants to be more of a two hundred foot player because he he he's come to the realization that if I want to play in this league, it's not going to be as a top six guy. I got to figure out my niche. So you yeah. got to have the guys that can do it, but more importantly, want to do it. Or willing to do it? Yeah.
2: I had that conversation with Eric Johnson today. I'm not kidding. You know, and he said. The, the most special thing about this group is that everybody embraces their role hey maybe I, I want a bigger role i want to i want to play more i want to score more but this is the role that the team needs me to play and he was telling me that that's part of what helped get them there last year was that everyone was able to check their ego and say yeah maybe i want maybe i want more minutes i want you know a bigger role in the power play but if this is what i got to do to for us to get there that's what we're willing to do and, and, you know, just that, that depth. Eric Johnson, former first overall pick. He's near the end of his career. He'll be a bottom-pairing guy for the Avs this year next to one of Sam Gerrard or Bowen Byram. Bottom-pairing. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's just where this D-Core is at right now. For my money, they're far and away the best D-Core in the league, followed by Calgary, but uh, it, it, it's, it's a special group yeah. back there, and that's part of what makes them so hard to play it's, against.
3: It's interesting, that, that point, because we've talked a lot about within this rebuilding process, Buying in, organizational yes. buy-in, player buy-in, coaching buy-in, all of that. It works for both teams. Like you have to buy into the fact that you're gonna play a role that maybe you don't expect to play or don't like you're not you're not getting to the NHL saying, I want to be the fourth center. Like, right. No, like you want to play as much as possible. But if you buy into that role knowing that your the piece that you're playing is gonna help the entire team get to a Stanley Cup, win a Stanley Cup and, and lift it at the yep. end of the at the playoffs that is a that is a huge factor in, in the buy-in process. And and for us, the buy-in is, hey, we have a plan. It's going to be tough. If you buy into this plan and you play the role that we're expecting you to play, you're going to be a piece of when we're good again. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I think that's that's something that some veterans need to to embrace embrace and some of the young players need to embrace. And I think from the Blackhawks perspective, the front office and the organization is embracing it. Now it's coming down to Luke Richardson getting his message across to those players. So I I think that that term buy-in is not just for rebuilding teams. It's also for teams looking to win a cup. The best
1: example for that with the Blackhawks is David Boland, who had, in his last season with the London Knights, 130 points in 59 games. He had 57 goals and 73 assists. He went to Norfolk when they were the Hawks affiliate, yep. 49 points in 65 games, then maxed out in the NHL with 47 points. Yeah. He was a third-line center. He was a gritty. He was the rat. He was the guy who was pissing off the other teams. My favorite. If David Boland was on a lesser team at that time, he'd be a number one or a number two center with way bigger numbers and probably thought of as more of a player now. Yeah. But – you say the name Dave Bowen in Chicago, and people's faces light up with a smile because that is their dude. Yeah. That's the kind of guy that endears himself to a city like Chicago where they knew that he gave up a little bit of, you know, probably, first of all, some money. Yeah. Because he's not playing with t- with Kane or whoever or whoever at the time. Right. Right? And, and some personal glory for the better of the team. And that dude, no one played harder than and feistier and, like, poor of a dick. Right, right. Dave Boland, well, he was yeah. great at it and he thrived at it. Cup-clinching goals I was going to say, he, say
2: he's the Boston Bruins yep. game winner. He yeah. celebrates with no gloves on, yep. like, to your point of, <laughs> like
1: – icon- It is iconic yeah. Dave Boland.
4: Megan, how how many times have we had this conversation about a guy like Martin Cal? That's actually what I was going to say. It's how roster decisions got made for opening night because there were three – spots that guys are battling for and he has middle top six ambitions personally but what the Avs needed of him was a PK specialist that could settle on the fourth line and be visible with limited ice time and he struggles with yep. that and you know comparatively I don't mean to just hyper fixate on on pork out but this is where other prospects sink or swim too. Yeah. I think someone like Shane Bowers recognizes the role that is being asked of him yep. and knows that he needs to go to the Colorado Eagles and make it translate there so that he can have that impact on an Avs lineup one day right. but that's how these decisions get made that's how a Lucas Sedlak ends up on the opening night roster instead of Martin Kaut yep. It's the role playing that Lucas Sedlak he reliably understands that a little bit better right now
2: yeah, yeah. Re- reliable is is the word that i think a lot of coaches are looking for can can you come in and be reliable wherever we plug you in And yeah again not to dump on martin cal but he's kind of you know this is this is his fifth training camp first over first round pick and, and it's just they wanted him to understand hey you have to be bought in to what we're doing here and and what role we need you to play and and again it just seems like can't quite get there and that's why he's up in loveland and and a guy like lucas sedlak anton bleed or you know they'll
0: be on the ice tomorrow i I covered the hl for four or five seasons before coming here and yeah you see it a lot you see these guys that come in starting their pro career thinking they're going to be that guy and guys that embrace the change and realize they got to play a role as opposed to being a star is their ticket the the sooner they do that the better they're Mackenzie Entwist was a good uh, example of that for the Hawks. He he had a pretty productive uh, junior career, was more of an offensive player. He got he got to Rockford and realized I gotta I gotta be a bottom six guy. You know, yeah. I need to I need to get bigger, I need to play stronger, I need to worry about being I got I gotta be better without the puck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the key for young players is realizing it's actually more important what you do when you don't have the puck than what you do without it. Yeah. And the faster they learn that the better off their development is going to be. And now, I hey, look at Mackenzie So He's now in the second <laughs> power. So, yeah, I mean, yeah,
4: full circle for young Mackenzie. Yeah. There's,
3: there's there's a saying that uh, former Ice, the Rockford Ice Hawks head coach Derek King, former Blackhawks head coach Derek King, uh, now an assistant. That that sticks with me in that in that same vein is he says that part of the development process, especially at the AHL level, is getting the junior out of a player. Oh, wow. Because you're able to like, like we said, like those guys were the the guy on yep. their team, on every team, they've on been every on. team yeah. they've been yep. on. So they get to the AHL where they're, you know, they're they're young players, early 20s, playing against men who are fighting for their NHL dreams, you know, to keep yep. them alive, um, and 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 other guys in, in their same position, and they can't get away with some of the things that they could have at the junior level, at the college level, and you have to. That's that's where that 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 buy-in comes into you know seeing okay. What are the things that you do well? Master those and, and make sure that everything else can come along with it. Because if you if, if you were, you know, like Jay said about Dave Boland, if you were a hundred plus point guy in junior and you come in and, and just assume you're gonna be able to do that at the next level, mm-hmm. it's not gonna work out. Not everyone is Connor McDavid, not everyone is able to step into the NHL day one and just light it up. Right. So it's it's definitely Part of the development process is, is seeing where these where these guys excel, seeing where they don't excel, yep. and making sure that like, hey, like, yeah, you can have the best hands in the league, right. but if you don't see the game the right way, yep. it's 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 not going to work for
4: you. Yeah, that's why I liked Alex Bocage's He's a young prospect. When he said that it was sure fun to score goals in juniors, but there's something different that's needed of him right now. Yeah, and I thought it was a mature response. Yep. Yep. Well, and,
2: and Bednar's talked about it too. You got to learn how to be and different words for what you're saying. you said. You got to learn how to be a pro you, you got to learn how to, you know, it's, it's a long grinding season. You see it every We saw it last year with Alex Newhook. You know, he was his first year coming out of college. This is his first time playing 82 games. you got to understand how, how that grind affects your body. How do you prepare yourself different than you ever have had to in the past? How do you react when you can't just impose your will on anybody out there and you have to, like you said, see the game the right way? Um, and, and that's what's... That's what's encouraging to hear about the way that the Blackhawks are doing is that they're saying, hey, look, these, these high end young guys, go learn. Go learn. We don't need you right now. We, we need you in two years when, yeah. when we're trying to take this the other way. Um, and, and that's been something that, again, I think part of the reason why the Abs have been so successful in the last few years, finally getting over the hump last year. Jared Bednar told me something last year that he said that he picked up when he was in the ACHL. And it was one of those things, like I even walked away, like, whoa, I've like, profoundly changed. <laughs> uh, bloom where you're planted. you you always want more you always want to be better you always want that next great thing be great where you're at and then you can focus on that next part and and he said that that's something that they embrace hey logan o'connor you got a fourth line role be the best damn fourth liner on the ice every single night and then get your next chance you Mm -hmm. know what i mean you can't be anything more than than what you are right now so um yeah when bloom where you're planted i always thought was uh it's great yeah it, it was a great one so uh Wish I could take credit for it, but that's, that's JB. <laughs> um, I know we've been going here for a while. Does anybody have anything as we're kind of winding down here? Final thoughts? Thoughts on tomorrow?
1: I just want to reiterate to enjoy this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's what I started with, but I just, it, like, I, I'm thinking about what it would have been like for the three of us if this had started 10 years 10 ago. years ago, yeah. And uh, how insane it would be mm-hmm. and how fun it would be to cover every game. And here's the other thing I'll say, too. We were talking about this the other day, like, when your team is so good, sometimes the regular season's like, ugh. <laughs> we gotta tolerate the regular season. Just get me to the playoffs. Like every game, soak it in. Yeah. All these, and you know you're gonna go be beaten up on the Hawks and the Coyotes. You know, it's five <laughs> to one or whatever. I don't
4: know, the Coyotes? Just oh, like, lost a season uh, series to the, the Coyotes last year. So did <laughs> so the Hawks. What and the
0: Hawks
4: heck? were
1: trying to win last year, believe it or not. Um, yeah. Just, just enjoy it. Savor it take it in. I'll say, don't worry too much about prospects right now. Yeah. Just you know, stack those banners. Yeah. Yeah. You know?
2: Megan, any any final thoughts? Any, any, any oh, last and uh,
1: Detroit sucks. Yeah!
0: Something yeah. we can all agree yeah. on. Yes. I, I became a huge <laughs> Avalanche fan during that first cup run, 90s, early yep. 2000s, because being a lifelong Hawks fan, we hate the Red Wings. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. the enemy of my enemy is my friend. So <laughs> I love those I love those ni- you know, those nineties, early 2000s abs teams.
1: Peter Forsberg is my all time favorite non hawk.
2: Yeah. It's a good choice. So, so we uh, they did the global series a couple of years ago in in Sweden and I was lucky enough to go and it was unbelievable how many Swedish Avalanche fans there were when you talk to any of them the Peter Forsberg oh, yeah, first was, word out of their yep. mouth. Peter Forsberg. I'm a lifelong abs fan because of Peter Forsberg. Uh, maybe like the ultimate what could have been had it not been for his feet been
4: you know, yeah. torn apart. What was
1: was pretty good too. I was good, well, and that's, and that's <laughs> yeah. the
2: part that's so crazy is even with the bum feet he was. Yep. Maybe the most talented player in, in Avs history. Yeah. Kyle McCarr might give him a run for his money here by the time he's done, but. On a uh, good trajectory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no kidding. Um, well, cool guys. I think that's that's about it.
1: Yeah. It was great.
2: Oh, we got a couple super chats here. Oh, yeah. Sweet. One super chat here. Going to test this prescription. Uh, <laughs>
0: Bring back the jorts. Bring yeah. back oh, the yeah, jorts. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's yeah, for uh, Ruto. Yeah, that's for Rudo. Our normal host um, has had some pretty horrifying moments where he's rocking some um, Daisy Dukes in I've the seen. bar as part of... <laughs> it's one of those things where like we always underestimate our listeners. We're like, well this there's no way this will get this many retweets or whatever and they like every time they come through Oh, well, mm. there's no way this shirt'll sell this much and Yeah. It's like when Greg shows his feet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> our uh, our live streams go off. Yeah. What?
0: Super Chat
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think that was one of them. Yeah, it. Yeah, was if we hit a thousand dollars in super chats he'd do a live stream in the Jorts, in the a George. full live watch wow. along in the Jorts and like they came through quick like he had to follow through on that live stream. Like relatively soon, and we were like, nice. "You guys are lunatics." All I know is
0: I wore, <laughs> I wore flip flops on our live draft show during round one, and I still get people. So <laughs> Where's your feet? Show feet.
4: Yeah, weirdos. That's man. for
0: uh, that's for CHG. Yeah, we're gonna we're uh, gonna st- huh? st- I'm gonna start a CHG OnlyFans. <laughs> <and>, uh, <laughs> just for my <laughs> just for my feet.
2: <laughs> just yeah, Blackhawks takes in flip flops. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Right. Just yeah, with the camera fixed on you, just wiggle your toes, all that stuff. Perfect. Uh, well, guys, seriously, thank you so much for for making the trip down to the of bar. Course, I know it's absolutely. a it's a it, traveling is a long, tiring day and all that stuff. So I appreciate you guys coming you down guys here. You guys treated out
3: with us it. well. That's, That's great, and uh, you know I can only appreciate it for the butt kicking we're gonna have to <laughs> endure. <laughs> so yeah, we're I hoping we're hoping the, the, the there's a the but, avalanche amber ale here. There's
0: a Hawks road trip in March where we do Denver. And then uh, we play the Coyotes two nights later. So Ooh, we're kind of nice. hoping to make it like an all-city yeah. trip and, and be uh, back here in March and then head over to Phoenix. That would be yeah. ideal.
2: I'm, I'm in. I'll, I'll, I'll pick up along the way and I'll join you. Sounds fine. All
0: right, let's do it.
1: A uh, reminder, too, to the CHGO Blackhawks audience, we will be here tomorrow night for a normal postgame show. So Greg's going to be at the game. Mario and I will be uh, in the studio here at the DNVR bar. Mm-hmm. So as soon as the Hawks game ends, we'll be with you.
2: A lot of that same stuff for us. Yeah, we got we got pregame, postgame, all that good stuff. Uh, We'll be in the building for uh, the morning. The return of the morning skate update comes back tomorrow, Uh, so we'll have that for you guys and all kinds of great written content from the arena on DNVR on CHGO. So no, it it should be really fun. And all jokes aside, it's great that the season is getting back Mm -hmm. going again. It's it's always fun to start the new you know the new journey and all that. One day
0: closer to Connor Bedard. There you go.
2: Cool. Awesome, guys. Uh, Thank you so much for tuning in. Thanks for coming down, and we'll talk to you guys all tomorrow.